Suburban Dads on a Rampage. Episode one, Suburban Dads on a Rampage. This is Chris. And uh, this is Cole. And in the background, you might be able to hear my four-year-old having a fucking meltdown over uh, not wanting to eat chicken bake and watch Onward. (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of what this show is going to be about, is children having meltdowns and Disney movies. Well, no, hopefully not Disney movies this show. But that Onward was a fucking sad-ass movie. I, they need to have a disclaimer. I should Bro, I got some got some emotions over that movie. Uh, yeah. That yeah. shit. That shit. That scene where um, oh, you don't hear what the uh, brother and the dad are saying. Yeah, just the very end. Spoiler. 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 Don't, don't, don't want to ruin anything. If you got a, you dead, know, you got yeah. a dead dad, don't watch it. <laughs> I was oh, shit, tears. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's brutal. Bummer. Um, Hell of a way to start the show. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> All right, so this podcast is about... What is this about, Cole? Uh, I'm... Reality, we're just going to get drunk and talk, but... <laughs> we're going to have to edit some of this out. Uh, <laughs> no, so this podcast is like... This podcast is about... Uh, me and Chris have been involved in some shape or form in punk rock and hardcore. Uh, me since about probably 97, and Chris since... I'm a little younger, so early 2000s, mid-2000s. I was already a veteran in the scene by that yeah. point. I was already old man standing old man, in the back showing. Old man Cole. Couldn't mosh unless he stretched. I, I can't mosh unless I fucking... Two fisting all night. Last time I moshed was at Terror. My, you know, my wife asked me was the last time I moshed last night. And I think it was Harm's Way at Underbelly or Rhythm of Fear. You know what? I take that back. I didn't. What I did was not mosh at Terror. I, when I say mosh, I'm talking like through two punches and. No, nah, I mean I just jumped. Stopped. I jumped off the bar thing at the. Okay. It, I think at 1904. It's like they have that yeah, side yeah, bar yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I jumped off that. That hurt like a motherfucker on my back, dude. I, I've been doing shots at Hennessy. And, uh, yeah, I was doing shots and hits. He had a terror show. <laughs> that makes no sense. Dude, I got, no, it actually I mean, makes perfect bro, sense. Bro, I hadn't been out in so long, and I got unbelievably drunk. And, uh... Fuck, where was I like, for this? Uh, not my kids. The, the people that I assumed were going to be there <laughs> weren't there. <laughs> so I was just by myself, like, randomly talking to people with people like I... I'm not like super, you know, tight with or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I pretty much invited uh, myself. <laughs> uh, one of my buddies so. showed up and like he was like, "Not nah, only we really say anything, me and my brother and our wives are gonna go over to Doscados uh, or whatever." And I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'll be over there in like five minutes." I invited myself and mm-hmm. didn't realize what I had done until I got there and I could see like, "Oh, you guys are like on a real date." <laughs> like, like, like ultimate, your wives are dr- yeah, your, your wives are all dressed. I was like, "Well, I'll get out of here." <laughs> They were just walking by 1904 yeah, and saw you. Yeah. yeah, I had to do that um, a couple months ago. Uh, sanction typecast show at Archetype. I had to call Steve to come with me, and he brought a child. He brought a one-year-old child with him just because I didn't know anyone. Didn't know anybody anymore. It was... 
it was it was sad. You know, you, you still, but you still try to go to shows. I still try to go to every show, but it's That's ridiculous. none of our friends are there anymore. I can't fucking do that. If it if it involves me being out of the house past eight thirty, I'm not happy. Oh no, I wouldn't. I'm not. I, I'm not I, I, all right, let's make it clear. I left at about nine nine o'clock. Isn't that usually when the shows start nowadays? No. No, they've been they've been putting them on earlier. We totally blew that introduction. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do another one. Okay, all right, we're recording again. All right, I kind of I kind of screwed up, but all right, we're back. What were we talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got you. Uh, hardcore and some. Yeah, going to shows. Uh. No one really, not knowing anybody there anymore. Well, everybody in our age range has kids and real jobs, and it's a bummer. Thank you. Oh, it's definitely a bummer because it's something we all love so much. I still love. I mean, I still, I still love it, but like, I don't. I mean, I'm older. I'm 36. Uh, I still very much love hardcore. I still collect records. I still. Um, like I just bought that uh, Urban Styles uh, New York Hardcore Black Book or American Hardcore Black Book. It has all of the uh, old school like band graffitis, graffiti, and like a different. Like it has it has like some. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about graffiti, but it has like a lot of guys doing like old New York Hardcore logos and shit like that. Mm. Like I'm still very much a nerd when it comes to music and hardcore, but. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't look at it as a bummer. Like, because I feel weird most shows I go to. Like when me when, too. Like That's when Agnostic Front played this last time was fucking awesome. It yeah, was amazing. Because all old motherfuckers, older bands. And it was. Like uh, it was the shit. It when was you got awesome. a, when you got a terror coming through. When you got that was Agnostic weird. Well, it was weird. It, it was through. weird when Terror played last because. Uh, they played with bands that I don't know if they're like a younger generation band or anything, but they're definitely not in my wheelhouse. Like uh, that band Counterparts, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, like a lot, and there was some other band. Uh, I mean, I got a, I got a really good friend of mine that's a huge Counterparts fan. He's been trying to get me into it, but it's just not. It's not going to be your. It's not my thing it's at all. Thing. It's like, I like Counterparts. I do. Like I don't know anything about. I think I partied with uh, the guitar player because he's friends with Rory. Yeah, see, I don't know. His name was Boyd. It's like nice guy. That shit, like it's like a like I never gave. This is a completely different genre, I think. But I like I never gave the Acacia strain at the time of day at all. But then they came out that uh, album Wormwood, I think. I stopped Wormwood? listening to them years. ago. I don't know. I heard that album once. I only heard it once. It was good. But like, I is that like kind of what Counterparts is like? Kind of bro. Core. I think counterparts is more Death like core. metalcore. Okay, more like, I, like mainstream metalcore. I like I like all that shit. I mean, I haven't listened to that, that most. Of that kind of stuff is just not really something I've I was ever into. But I don't know, man. Like I don't. It's not that I don't miss going to shows. I definitely miss like hanging out with all my buds and the crazy ass shit we would do. But most of the, like, I was already, like, not really doing that by the time I was 25, really. Like, I was still going to shows, but I wasn't as wild yeah. as I had been. I'm, like I'm, like I'm saying, I'm 28. Yeah. I've been calmed down since probably 25. Yeah, I mean, I, it, 
the, basically when you stop playing in bands, I guess. Well, I just don't want to. I tell you one thing, I don't want to do, and I'm glad I, I'll never be that guy. But I don't want to be that old, ain't bitter ass hardcore dude or, or punk rock kid that's just like fuck the scene, hardcore's dead, punk rock's dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's it was not. way better. It was way better when I. It was different. Like I don't understand this horseshoe shit at all. Like the whole fucking. There's nobody at the front of the stage. Yeah, and they're like it's. I don't get it, but it's it's their thing. It's their it's their generation's thing. Like I. Whenever I got heavily into heart, <laughs> I forgot my dog was in here. <laughs> Leonard, come on, man. Fuck. But uh, but I just didn't feel. Here it goes. It's <laughs> not gonna stop. I'm so one, boys and <laughs> boys and girls. Wait for the screaming kids man, to come. I've in. seen, dude. I've seen during this whole quarantine shit. I have seen more neighbors than I have in the three years that I've lived in this house. And it's kind of rad seeing people like walking and like hanging out. But anyways, that is beside the point. Anyways, uh, but I'm I'm cool with. I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't really miss shows all that much. I I mean, like I try to still actively go as much as I can, but it's definitely different because I I mean, like I said the last hardcore show in in Jacks was. Sanction typecast to uh, see you space cowboy vomachara. Those are all really good current bands. I'm sure you've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Trust me, I got. I've never dig, heard. I, I got to dig heard. on the internet. I got to dig. I've never. I've never. They're heard all really good bands, and there was. I maybe, will say maybe three people. That, I will say with quarantine, with us being in this whole quarantine thing, I've checked out a lot of new fucking bands. Like uh, easy money. Well, new to me. Oh, easy money. Easy money. I've been the last band I was in. Consequence. We played with Easy Money. Dude, I I, I like that. And band. They were cool dudes. I like that band a lot. Uh, Carried by Six. Uh, yeah, Philly band. Are they a Philly band? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I listened to an interview with the vocalist from uh from that band on uh Ill Street. I think Ill Street News. I think. Uh, it, anyway, some hardcore podcast. I'm pretty sure it was Ill Street News because I listen to that podcast a lot. But uh, uh, he said that's his first band ever. He's really? already he's my age. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been big on uh, Restraining Order. I sent them to you. Yeah, I got to listen to them. You do got to listen to them. They're real good, fast hardcore. I've been on a uh, rock and roll kick lately. Me too. Like. Like I've been uh fuck I gotta find it real quick. Um, these are some bands that fuck. Uh, there's a couple of bands that like. Well, first of all, before we get into this, because nah, <laughs> there's because there's always off there's, track. There's always um. There's always like a a rhythm to why I listen to what I'm listening to during the week, and it's been a real motherfucker. <laughs> so so last week we uh. We did our, like our demo episode. Hopefully, this is going to be episode one and not demo number two. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, we're in this middle of this coronavirus, coronavirus quarantine shit, and um, it's chaos for a lot of people. Um, it's chaos for my family. I'm out of work until at least May first, as of last I heard. Uh, 
I'm homeschooling my seven-year-old, and it is a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my wife works, and we figured we really le- <laughs> very much thought we were safe from any kind of like effect on work hours or anything like that from this corona thing. Because my wife works in, um, she's a medical professional, but um, this shit's even affecting uh, small clinics um, and elective treatments. So, I mean, there was some other, there's some other shit like going on, I guess. But my wife, my at my wife's job, like half the fucking staff got laid off, and she was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every half my work got laid off yeah. too. Luckily, I just fixed things, cars, RVs. So I currently work at an RV dealership, and a lot of people live in them, and I fix them. So half the staff, basically everybody but but the mechanics got laid off, and um, yeah, it's rough. So I'm still working until customers stop coming. But I got a six year old daughter who's in first grade. And I got a one-and-a-half-year-old son. Uh, my son's daycare is still still up and running, thank God. But, you know, my daughter, and with uh, homeschooling her, we, we got we to get a babysitter. And I'm paying out the ass. How much is your babysitter, Trump? Or you don't have to say. We're paying 100 bucks a day. It's like a nine-hour day. Breaks down to like 10 bucks an hour. That's actually that's not bad, right? Yeah, that's but, actually you know, a deal. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy, you know? But I mean, you know, shit, it's four days a week. It's 400 extra bucks I can't afford. Yeah. Yep. We're taking wait, we're taking my youngest son out of daycare, Waylon. Uh, I think this is his last week. Which fucking sucks because he's been there since he was, you know, one. Yeah. You know? Uh, he'll probably go back once everything kind of calms down and things get back to normal. I mean, we're financially, we're going to be fine. Like, me and my family, like... We're not, we're not, we're not really all that con- concerned. It's a, obviously anytime you're out of work, it fucking sucks. But you know, a good portion of our friends and you know, well, ourselves, I'm, yeah, me yeah, included, yeah, I'm, like, I'm paycheck to paycheck, yeah, so, paycheck man. to paycheck. Like I turn a, wrenches. I don't make a lot of money. Don't have a lot of savings. Try to give everything I can to my kids, it's so a, they can grow up better than you know I grew up. It's a motherfucker, dude. It is. <laughs> but it, it's a bit, dude. So anyways, with the leading into like what I've been listening to is I was like obviously fucking pissed that I'm out of work and then I was infuriated that my wife got treated the way she got treated. So I've been on a fucking, uh, like on an oi kick lately. <laughs> <laughs> like it started off, it started off innocent enough, man. I was like listening. I'm a big Street Dogs fan. Uh, like they're not, they're not. They're kind of more just like straight up street yeah. rock and roll, punk rock. Like then, yeah. Um, but that. What, what was it last week? You were on a uh, Australian. Oh, I was all over the fucking place. Australian death punk. Bro, I was on. I was, was listening, that it? I Australian, was, war, no, Australian was, war punk. Yeah. Was, well, no, I was listening to. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Berserkers. But that was that was leading into the fucking. The, the Berserker boys. That was leading into. Uh, Oi. But yeah, I was all over the place last week. Uh, but, anyways. I started off listening to Hudson Falcons. You put me out of that more. Bro, ago. one of my. F- I saw the Hudson Falcons. Jersey, Jersey band? Bro, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking one of the greatest. Mark Linsky and uh, the Hudson Falcons are one of the greatest, most underrated 
punk rock bands in America. They fucking have been around, I think, since 97, 98. Uh, Mark Linsky's been in a shit ton of hardcore bands, shit ton of punk rock bands. Uh, he was in Iron Cross for a while. Um, it's like, imagine Bruce Springsteen uh, growing up in New Jersey in the 80s as a skinhead hardcore kid. And that's Hudson Falcons. So, Gaslight Anthem, but it's, harder? Uh, Gaslight Anthem is fucking kinda, whack as yeah, fuck. Kind of whack. <laughs> kind of no, whack. No, this is... That's what I think of. No, this is... No, fucking the Hudson Falcons are not anything like the ga- Gaslight Anthem, whatever the fuck that band is called. Uh, fuck that band. <laughs> they probably got some good songs. I think my, my wife likes them a lot. You know, whatever. Oh, my cup of tea. Well, at the end of the day, you know what? Fuck isn't that being like one of the isn't that are those dudes like I'm a Christian but I'm talking about being a Christian on I stage no but I'll do a bunch of fucking interviews about how the Lord brought me to rock and roll and no clue fucking, I can tell you what they sound like they sound like Bruce Springsteen they don't <laughs> alright <laughs> fuck that band I'll probably listen to him tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> we got your playlist next but week. uh but no like I started listening to but then it like I just you know Went all over the place, but I've been jamming uh, this band, uh, Hammering the Nails. So I think it's got a couple. I think I think it's got a couple dudes from uh, Battle Ruins, That'd Rival Mob, and I. Sick I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty goddamn sure the drummer from Dropkick Murphys is the drummer for Hammering the Nails. I fucking hate Dropkick Murphys. <sighs> You're fine. Oh, bro. I hate Dropkick Murphys, bro. Let me. I do. I don't like I, other. I hate St. Patrick's Day. Just because I know I'm gonna have to hear Dropkick Murphys, I can understand that. I, I, I can I can sympathize with that. I I still I to this day I will get every Dropkick Murphys album. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. But dude, I remember 1997, Do or Die came out, and a couple of my friends had already had a couple of their like split seven inches that they done mm. with Agnostic Front and a couple other bands and Anti Heroes, and I was. Bro, Gain's All Here, that album, fucking great. At first album with Al Barr, great fucking album. And those dudes, I, I, I'm just a fan. All right, <laughs> like, I'm just a fan, right, dude. We'll leave it at like, that. is it I'm cool, not a fan. dude? I'll ne- like, you're going to. I've never been to their shows, but like, going. I'm imagining the vast majority of the people at their show are corny as fuck, and I don't want to have anything to do with. Ship it off to Boston. Yeah, but yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> That shit just pisses me but, off every time. But I, hear it. I still, I still like, I still like uh, Dropkick Murphys. I don't spin the records a lot, but I do, I do like them. And by spinning records, I tried to sound cool there. By spinning records, I mean just putting it on my fucking iTunes, yeah, hitting play on iTunes. <laughs> but uh, then, but then I like uh, this. These are kind of newer. Well, these are newer bands to me. But uh, the the Royal Hounds NYC mm-hmm. and um, I, I think it's Luger. Luger's a gun, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, then it's definitely Luger. Yeah, it's uh I think it has one of the dudes from um the Templars in it. And uh the other guy, because I've been creeping on Instagram a lot with uh, yeah, you got <laughs> with nothing, no nothing else to do. Uh, I've been creeping a lot on Instagram and I found the fucking uh, guitarist and I think of the vocalist too. But uh, he's a barber actually out of uh, Frank's Frank's Chop Shop in New York. But anyways, they're like fuck. It's like it, I I think it falls under Oi. Both bands. I think they kind of fall under Oi. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's like it's just straight rock and roll. 
it's fucking awesome. It's like Luger has like the dueling guitars at times, like the okay. du- the, du- the dueling solos or whatever, and they have like that real fucking uh, early Motorhead and er- early Iron Maiden kind of feel. Like, have you ever been to? A- All right. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we're gonna go down. Let's go. We're gonna go down to Cole's old school punk rock Arkansas sex fantasies. But no, like you, uh, you ever like see those girls that those dirty like grimy ass, not train hopping punk rock girls, but like they're, they're gross. Yeah, they're super gross. They're we gross. talked about that yeah, last thing. But uh, the girls that are like, there was a girl. <laughs> there was a girl. In uh, Little Rock, that I had it really bad for that uh, when I was a kid, because she always had the same leather fucking skirt on, that was like a pencil skirt, but like super fucking mini or yeah, whatever. Yeah, never saw a washing yeah. machine. Yeah, ever. a sleeveless plasmatics Wendy O. Williams plasmatics T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Her hair was always fu- super fucked up. Mm-hmm. She had like black hair, mohawk, and shit like that. And um, this album is basically the what I think having sex with her in a bathroom at a bar is like the whole album every song on heroin or not on heroin no 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 no, no. completely drunk just completely drunk. Okay, just okay. doing shots of jameson or saying the, the first two are jameson you know then the, no the first two are jameson and then the rest as well yeah you know well it's whiskey. well whiskey yeah. and but no and luger, ice. i like luger a lot it's a good fucking record uh i think it's just no it's an ep it's just their fucking regular ep and then oh, uh and then what i was went, the other one you're saying with the with rival bob members uh, hammer in the nails. Hammer in the nails. Yeah, and then my favorite at all these just discovered him today. Kong Kong. Instead of King Kong, just Kong Kong. It's fucking awesome. And the dude, it is a perfect fucking EP. And what do they sound like? Yeah, just ignorant ass oi. Okay. And I, I fucking love it. Like, and not oi. And that, here's the thing about. This is your this is your specialty. Okay, here's the you're thing. The, you're the oi guy. Here's the thing that really irritates the fuck out of me about oi and ha- and oi in the last ten years. It's either songs, all songs about being like oi, we're skinheads, we're working class, boots and braces, we're gonna kick your ass. I've heard that fucking. I've heard that verse in like probably twenty different fucking bands across the world. Right? It's like no politics. Keep that shit out of here. Oi, oi, I got a job. Give me a beer. Like, you know. And then they and then they fucking play the world's smallest goddamn violin. Be like, they lie about us on the news. Wow. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker. It's corny. That's, it's corny as fuck. Corny. It's so fucking corny. And then, and then you, on the other end of it, you have this fucking, I, I, like, cosplay... Teeny, teeny bopper fucking skinhead shit like these bands rude pride grade two uh seaside rebels haymaker that fucking band right there first of all the original haymakers from canada and they're hardcore and they're offensive as fuck and they're awesome mm. second of all this haymaker from wherever the fuck they're from in the in europe is the worst shit i've mm. ever heard so they're in cos- my life. cosplaying skinheads a hundred percent a hundred percent, and I hate everything about it. Are there any young oi bands that you know of that you like? Uh, I've been digging with younger younger members. 
I I have no idea the age demographics mm. on these bands, but I do know there's. I'm a really, gonna think. I think most oi bands are probably there's a re- thirty plus year old dudes. Uh, who knows? Unless there's like an oi I mean, resurgence, without a doubt, Hammer and the Nails. I've been listening to Hammer and the Nails since like 2013. Oh, okay. They're not new to me. Yeah, yeah. But that's like a new release or a a reissue that just got put on iTunes. But like Battle Ruins, they've nailed it. Yeah, Battle Ruins. Um, Fucking. God damn it. Um, uh, (laughs) I think a questionable band. I don't know if I should mention this band. (laughs) Because I think think there's been some rumors over the years, but. I fuck I fuck with offensive weapon hard. Like they're not around anymore, but I like I like them a lot. I've heard a lot of like uh, they're a white power band. Not, yeah, I've heard that, but they're yeah. not. But they're not. Like I've I've listened to the we're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> but they're not. Like I've fuck heard, it, we just well, we dude, defended Screwdriver they, last they, week. No, we did not defend Screwdriver. You defended Screwdriver's first album. Such a good album. It it's, a good, it's a good album. It's a good album. <laughs> It's not defending Screwdriver. It's defending Screwdriver's the first, first album, album yes. which is a completely different band. With uh, you know, let's just move on. So, <laughs> it's, Ian Stewart's dead. But no, like I like I like offensive weapon. I like a lot of uh, Japanese oil, like aggro knuckle. What you want? Beer? Uh, oh, that's out. Oh, I got one in the fridge right there. I got a Yinling. Um, I like aggro knuckle a lot. Um. That just sounds too much like Moose Knuckle, and it's throwing me. Dude, off. they're hard as fuck. Japanese always weird. There's a band Beyond Hate. It bums me out. Like the, you know, it bums me out that the Japanese bands have virtually like no. They're nowhere on uh, social media or. Uh, that's supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be a twist stop. Supposed to be a twist stop, dog. Mm. There we go. Uh, Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Japanese oi. Japanese oi, like. Oi, oi. They, dude. Agro Knuckle, Sideburns, Strong Style, The Hawks. Uh, dude, there's a lot of good fucking bands. First off, let me just but say, no, I don't, Sideburns is a sick name for an oi band. Dude, they're fucking good. Ep- it's a weird thing to call something epic oi, but it's fucking epic oi. And you can't, you couldn't find that shit anywhere, and it's still hard as fuck to find that shit. Um... But Beyond Hate's really fucking good. Uh, but no, I don't. I'm sure there are oi bands out there that I don't fucking, you know that. Are, oh, Concrete Elite, they're good as shit. Concrete Elite's from Texas. They're mm-hmm. fucking hard as fuck. I like their shit a lot. I think you would like. Like it's hard. Concrete it's, Elite. Yeah, Concrete. They used to just be called Concrete, but then I think there was like a, another band called Concrete, and you know. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes, man. Yep. But no, I have no idea about uh, what's happening. Like I've been, I've gone to a few. Uh, this is God. This is so corny. But I've gone to a couple like oi uh, Facebook groups. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a thing. Okay. And uh, and let me tell you, is it fucking embarrassing? It, yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> you just don't. Bro, oh my god, dude! Like it is embarrassing as shit. Is it it's just a, a, is it a mixture of white power dudes? No, virtually no nobody. white power dudes. Dude, those motherfuckers are virtue sing- signaling like a motherfucker nowadays. Mm. Like I remember, like, dude, it it's all it's all these like weird. 
I, I get it. Like I get it that like reggae was always a big part of the skinhead scene. The original, you know, 1969. Blah 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 blah. I get it, but can we just be honest and <laughs> fucking admit so much of that reggae fucking it sucks, <laughs> bro? I was in a ska band. Oh. I played trumpet in a ska band, dude. God. Like, look, I'm not passing. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not passing judgment, dude. The '90s was a weird fucking time, Chris. It was a weird time. <laughs> right? There was there was legitimately straight edge. Straight edge ska bands. Christian ska core bands. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's a weird time. Weird time. But ska yeah. core. Shout out, Folly. off, dude. Fucking pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Two-tone army. What? What? <laughs> but. No, I'll still listen to Folly. Dude, but They're so one of my much... first hardcore bands. They were from two towns over from me in, uh, in New Jersey. They were, uh, I think they were probably one. If not my first, my second show at a VFW hall somewhere in Morris County, New Jersey. They were, when you say ska core, that's the only band that comes to mind. But they're, uh, they're more of a, like they're Cat, more of a hard, hardcore Cat, band with a couple ska parts. Don't Catch-22 is like the biggest ska core band yeah. I knew of. Like They were on Victory Records, uh, for sure. But uh, anyways, yeah, that's... I just went on a rant and I completely lost my train of thought about skinheads, but oi, 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 oi! Another, I know. Well, hold on, one more fucking thing about skinheads. <laughs> Let me fucking. I want to get make this clear right fucking now. If you're a skinhead and you're trying to do this whole traditional thing or sharp or whatever, whatever, whatever your your stance is on shaving your fucking head mm-hmm. and all that, I swear to fucking God, do not. Wear boots and braces and a fucking belt. You pick one. You either it's the braces or the belt. I mean, that's you just, don't that's, fucking that's a, combine them. That's just a fashion. That's just that's how people are supposed to dress. And I also want to point braces out, are a replacement for a belt. Well, first of all, they're completely fucking useless nowadays. <laughs> Unless you are fucking old as shit and fat as fuck, like my neighbor across the street. And and when you do that, then you gotta fucking wear. Uh, you gotta wear those rainbow ones, the uh, ones that are fucking you know hard. Cool. Yeah. Like we're going to work today, but yeah, the big yeah. straps. <laughs> but uh, other than that, stop. And if you're gonna <laughs> and, and if you're gonna just wear fucking braces, okay, don't you fucking dare walk out in public with those stupid motherfuckers hanging down. Like it's some kind of cool thing. I'm like, yeah, buddy, I just I got, got one one strap yeah, on. I got these perfectly polished Doc Martens that cost me three hundred fucking dollars and uh these fucking fifty dollar braces. But I'm just gonna show you how fucking real I am by letting them hang. Like I just got off work with my perfectly pressed fucking Fred Perry or fucking all that dumbass shit. After you got off your shift folding clothes at a clothing store in the mall, bro, I don't think I've ever met a skinhead that had a real job. <laughs> They all fuck yeah, dude. It's like, oh no, I'm a I'm a reggae DJ. I just almost did that with an English accent. But like, like, nah, dude's a good. Um, I'm on my feet for three to three to three and a half hours a night, bro. Spinning sweet. records. I mean, I, I should take that back. I know a lot of dudes that have legit jobs, but these these guys now, I'm bro. If you're in a cubicle, just stop. 
<laughs> like, just stop, man. It's time to start listening to something else. Like, <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> Come on, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But seriously, fuck all those being. And, oh, and Jenny Wu. There's some like this chick. Uh, she fucking is like a folk skinhead. Don't like shit. it already. It's it's you say the word bro, folk and I'm turned off. Bro, it's horrible. It's horrible. In fact, fuck it. I'm gonna. We're gonna listen to it. Like it's terrible, so goddamn terrible bad, audio. Is we're gonna get shut down first episode. It's so goddamn bad. If she's a folk skinhead, there's no way she has the money to copyright her music. So just play it. I don't know, man. I think you'd be surprised. Oh, okay. Uh, you say folk? Ooh, I, just, looks, I automatically came up. Trade. This first one came up, and oh, you know what? My fucking headphones are connected. Hold on. Oh, there's a whole band. Oh, it's not just one chick? Yeah. Well, it used to just be her, but... I'm just gonna let it... This is going on too long. <laughs> this is already going on too long. Cool. Listen to her voice. Listen to her voice. Hold on. Alright, that's enough. <laughs> it sounds like... The chick from the distillers? It sounds like a rockabilly. Like, any rockabilly. Chick, it yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, the yeah, distillers. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Like, what's that chick's name? Uh, Brody Doll. Yeah, bro, I saw her. I saw the distillers uh, with the business and Rancid. Mm. Uh, in like, oh, one, I think. From time span of 1999 to 2006, how many times did you jerk off to her? Rough, rough estimate. <laughs> we should have talked about this before the episode of like what's off limits and what's not. <laughs> but if I had to put a number on it, fucking <laughs> uh, probably three digits. Uh, upwards of a hundred. I'm gonna say it wasn't uncommon. You know, <laughs> it's like. Oh man! Like, <laughs> but no, no. Actually, you know what? Fuck. Uh, I'm not gonna mention this dude's name, but he's still a pretty prominent member of uh, the Little Rock music scene or whatever. And uh, Casper, the guitar, the one of the guitarists for the Distillers, this other chick, she spit a huge ass fucking loogie into the crowd and it hit fucking this kid. Right on the forehead, and this dude leads the fucking charge. Now, now, granted, this is fucking almost twenty years ago. It's before spitting up. But he fucking was leading. It's leading the charge on like, you know, marching against Trump or, or, or whatever. Whatever the president was. Well, yeah. At that what, time. Well, whatever. Whatever the Republican president whatever, was at that time. Well, whatever. Like a super far left. He's bad at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> just remember, he's woke as fuck. He's been woke for like 15 years. Sick. But I just remember him like wiping the spit off his face and just being like, fucking bitch. And I, I don't know, man. Like now when I see him like make some post about, uh, you know, women being an ally and shit like that. I don't know. I just think about how he's. <laughs> Fucking was ready to murder this girl, which I would too, man. Spitting on somebody's man—that's not punk. <laughs> that's super punk. That's punk as fuck. Like if you're going back, super. I remember getting spit on by a dude at the venue, Blank Generation, in Little Rock, and I lost my fucking mind. I liked his band a lot, and he spit on me, and bad day. 
Mm. <laughs> bad did, day. You, did you still like his band uh, after? Or? I don't think there was a band after that. Mm. <laughs> like, it was. Mm. <laughs> there was some things happened. Some equipment doesn't exist anymore. Mm. <laughs> what have you been jamming this week? Uh, well, like I was saying, restraining order. I don't know whether it's new. I think it's a recent release. Um, I really like them. They are uh, one of the you know one of the few faster hardcore bands that's actually doing it, doing it good. Um, what bands are restraining order? Restraining order. They're a triple B band. Where they from? Where's triple B based out of California? Boston. Well, that makes sense. There's. I think yeah. Triple B's Boston. Triple B's the new Bridge Nine. Um, Bridge Nine not around anymore. I don't know, but basically anything that Triple B puts out, kids just fucking eat up in hardcore. And they got a lot of really, really, really good young bands. Um, yeah, restraining order hooked on them. Uh, been listening to Drain. Drain signed to Revelation Records. Uh, they're from California. They're really tight. Um, Basically, I had a, <laughs> I had one of the younger dudes who's been around for a while. Shout out, Kyle. Told him, uh, you know, I'm out of touch with a lot of bands, and he put together a he put together a current hardcore playlist of things that have been put out post 2016, 17, and uh, you know, he had a bunch of people add to it. A lot of good stuff on there. Helped me discover a lot of these bands. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm all over the goddamn place. My Spotify recently played looks like uh, Marauder, Jawbreaker, Annie Up, Turbo Negro, Biohazard, Poison the Well, of course, and then Drake. Big Drake guy. I fucking hate Drake. See? <laughs> I fucking hate Drake. Which Marauder? What Marauder have you been listening Master to? Killer. Master Killer. Killer. You know what, man, though? Uh, Brutality and uh, Five Deadly Venoms gets looked over a lot. And that, those are really good fucking albums. Oh, also, uh, new new band. I don't know if they're new. The band I put you on to, Left Behind. I listen to that album at least once a day. No, those one, no one goes to heaven. Right? They're from West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, that's even harder. West Virginia. They were like a metallic hardcore band. And then this new album that came out last year, No One Goes to Heaven. It's like sludge, sludgy hardcore. It's fucking fantastic. Um, it's fantastic. I listen to it at least once a week. Yeah, when you sent me their record, like I downloaded it or uh, whatever, added it to my Spotify and uh, or my iTunes, and uh, I liked it a lot. I thought you were dead on the moment. When you said sludge, sludgy hardcore, I was like, okay. It's dead on. Well, here's the thing. Because I remember when people were telling me that fucking uh, Sleeping Giant was fucking stoner metal hardcore, but for Christians. And I was like, I don't hear any of that. (laughs) I don't hear. I don't hear. I don't fucking. I don't hear any of that. I I got into them for. I mean, some of their stuff is pretty. Okay. I don't know. Some of the songs were okay, but if you're not if you're not about if you're not about the Eucharist, you're not about the Eucharist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to wash for Jesus. Uh, you don't need to be there, bro. I remember. Uh, didn't weren't you a Young Life pastor? Oh man, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. embarrassing. <laughs> we didn't bring that up, Chris. 
We're gonna have to fucking. We're gonna have to have a fucking. Thought I edited that out. We're gonna have to have a meeting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. Uh, I was involved. I was involved. <laughs> I was on a journey. <laughs> I was trying Cole, to find. Cold mosh for Jesus. I did not. Uh, yeah, fucking mosh for Jesus a couple times. Fuck it, dude. What a lot of Midwestern, yeah. a lot of Midwestern, Mid South uh, hardcore kids uh, moshed for Jesus. Few left standing. <laughs> Living sacrifice. All solid bands. Um. What was the metalcore? What was the Christian metalcore record label of the early two thousands? Had Seven Star on them. Ah, uh, Face Down. Face Down. Face Down. That was a big you. Fuck. Jackson those bands were cool, bro. Jesus Wept, Shockwave. A lot of people hate on those bands, and I get it. I get it. I totally get it. The fan base was corny as fuck. Uh, the lyrics were corny as fuck usually, but. Who cares? It's still fucking fun. Dude, it's still a lot of fucking fun. I feel like all the shit we're into is corny, and I I love it. I mean, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, sorry. How many times, like you said earlier, are you going to listen to, uh, you know, Boots and Braces? I got a job. Ah, facts. But you still fucking love it. Facts. You still love it. What was that one band out of Atlanta crime scene? It was like all the dudes, uh, they were young as fuck, uh, and they made a music video. And it's these scrawny ass suburb, tight jeans. <laughs> suburb. No, no, man, they were fucking ghetto. The fuck, oh, they were they were hood, bro. Uh, fitted sideways new era yeah, eras. Yeah. Gym shorts, fucking colorful gym, gym shorts, shorts, cargo shorts. Fucking driving in a jeep, like fucking a Zoolander jeep. That's sick. And like, we can't see me, but like they're flailing their fucking arms around like it's a like it's a rap video, and it is. Dude, it's it. You know what? Like, you're I, not turning me off from. Well, this. looking back, looking back, I wouldn't be surprised if someone had said like, "Oh yeah, that was Machine Gun Kelly's first band." <laughs> like, it was some dork ass shit like that. <laughs> Apparently, Post Malone was in a Christian metalcore band. Fuck yeah, fuck, dude. I fucking love that. Dude. I like. I, I like, like corny shit. I like I a lot of corny shit. I don't fuck with. There's a couple songs I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me on this one, but like, uh, but the video that I saw is like. Clippets from uh, an interview he did a couple times. I don't know if it was the same interview or what, but he was super into. He was jamming Megadeth and knew the fucking lyrics, and then he was jamming Biohazard, Punishment. Yeah, I think it was Punishment. It was in knew, a van. One yeah, day. It was he in knew a van every goddamn word, and I was like, "Good in my book, buddy. <laughs> You're good in my book." I fucked uh, that dude. I, I think he's as a father. I think he needs to slow down on those tattoos. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Which is funny because I'm actually supposed to get tattoos like Thursday. Yeah, I was, I was looking at you. How are you going to... Bro, because I'm not getting my fucking face tattooed. You're also not it's getting not hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, that shit can go... But yeah, he's also probably blowing it like a motherfucker. That dude's ugly as shit and weird as fuck. And you, like, he's blowing that shit to get mad pussy. And when all that money's gone... Because that money goes away. I don't know. I've you know what I'm saying? blowing it a lot on drugs never, and shit. I've never had any money, so I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking... I assume if you get a yeah, million dollars, you're set for yeah, life, so I don't know. Any listeners out there uh, that are friends with Post Malone, <laughs> fucking, we need you. We need you to live, all right? Too many of your fucking face tattooed under 25 brethren have kicked the bucket on the old... Uh, we did this. The, we did this last week. But if you the, want me to get into my Zanny bars, the, the Zanny bars the and Zanny the fentanyl, bars and the fentanyls. Is, it's destroying a goddamn generation of artistic 
face tattooed, no job have been fucking. Oh god damn. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to okay. I'm going. I'm going. Hard. I'm going hard on we this. Talked, shit. We talked about this last week. I have a huge, huge love for SoundCloud rap. I don't. I don't like weird, obscure metal bands. You don't like SoundCloud. Bro, well, here's the thing. Like I, when Lil Peep I, died, I cried. <laughs> I cried. I fucking love Lil Peep. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck that you don't. means, man. I know you don't. Like he had face tattoos. Was a white kid from Long Island. Died at 21. All right. No, okay. Now bars. finally, this is. I'm glad you're bringing this up because now we're finally going to actually talk about being dads. Okay. <laughs> almost go. an hour into the podcast, being a dad. So, my son, uh, my son has been with me to punk rock shows and hardcore shows. Uh, Waylon or Everett? Everett. I've been, when the Hudson Falcons came through when he was in kindergarten, I believe, um, we went to Jack, they were staying at my house. The band was, and we went to Jack Rabbits to see him and brought Everett. Mark Linsky from the Hudson Falcons and the GC5 took me out on my first tour when I was 16. So I've stayed in contact with them every, well, Mark, every, all, all this time. So he's very close to the family. It was a, it was a very, like, family-oriented experience. Then Southeast Beast Everett uh, came because I had the booth. I was one of the vendors. At First Southeast one or the Beast, one? It, well, the last one, the last one that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beach Boulevard. Which I quit was, my job to work that. That was such a fun. That was such a great. It was so fun. Great show. So awesome. great. A whole fucking awesome weekend. But anyways, ever got to see Biohazard, Earth Crisis, Wisdom and Chains, mm-hmm. uh, Turnstile, to Life of Agony. I don't think he was there for Life of Agony, but uh, yeah, we need to talk about Life of Agony here in a minute, though. <laughs> but I got because I got some hot takes. Hot takes. But, <laughs> But um, I don't really my I don't really let my kids listen to hardcore are you or not, punk. Or, are you not gonna in the future? Here's the thing. Um, it's not that I don't. I, I should rephrase that. It's not that I don't let them. It's they don't like it, and I don't blame them. Right? Like it's a very abrasive. I understand a lot of my friends' kids love this shit. They love the breakdowns. They love the the really? hard shit. Yeah, not all of them, but they're into it. My kids are not, or Everett is not. My oldest. Um, he likes rap. He likes hip hop. Um, I am trying to. Uh, oh, hold on. Time out. What? What's up? Hold on. Wait. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Hello? Alright, yeah, we're back. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, we had to pause that shit, man. <laughs> my wife came down asking me a question about one of my kids' medication. And she didn't get the answer she was looking for. <laughs> Same shit with me. But, um, anyways, like, my kid's super into hip-hop. And I cuss a lot. I cuss in front of my kids. I shouldn't, probably... That's what I've been. That's what I've been told. I cuss a lot. I cuss way too much um, in my in my home. Uh, But sometimes I forget my you know with the language and and a lot of the music, especially hip hop. 
Like we went, my son somehow found out about uh, Notorious B.I.G. and started asking me about it. I said, yeah, yeah, let me find that. We were in the car and I was like, let me find the uh, clean version. The clean version. And I didn't, I mean, I thought I found, well, I did find it, but I didn't click on it. (laughs) I clicked on the wrong one. And I get a phone call and I like push play and I start talking on the phone. My son's in the back and I'm like, God damn, I forgot what all was being said and what's the first track? Like, things done changed or something like that. I was like, oh shit. But, um, so he listens to a lot of like Lecrae. Lecrae is clean, but he's not corny. You know, like he's, I, and it doesn't make me want to blow my brains out driving that's my car. Good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause he got on the kid, he got in the kids' bop for a while and yeah, I that's... fucking wanted to die. Yep. Woo, boy, that shit sucks. My daughter's big on, uh, I have a six-year-old daughter, so she's big on Taylor Swift. Huge Taylor Swift fan, and uh, if I'm gonna be honest with myself, I kind of like Taylor Swift. Yo, I don't hate her. Steve, Steve, uh, our buddy Steve is is creepily into. Uh, he makes me uncomfortable as to how much he's into Taylor Swift. Like bro, when he worked at uh, yep. when he worked at the barber shop with me, this motherfucker would buy like Taylor Swift uh, parody T-shirts of like mm. hardcore bands or whatever. That was Crisis one. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. And I think he got a black metal like a one one with her in a corpse paint, and I was that shit was weird because I've heard her shit, and I don't I don't get the appeal. Like I don't get it at all. Like it's not great. It's just it's kind of bubblegum pop music. But it, <clears throat> anyways, like, do you want your kids to listen? To, I, I'm not against my kids listening to punk rock or hardcore. I, I should I should clarify that. I get super pumped whenever my kids say they like the Ramones or they like a, a Motorhead song, right? Because that's mainly what I listen to in the car. Is well, not the Ramones, but like Motorhead, ACDC, Thin Lizzy, shit like that, and con- sometimes country music. But my kids super. My kids hate country music, which really bums me out. <laughs> Keep working on it. Except Waylon. Waylon loves country music. Surprise, surprise. I named him Waylon, but yeah, like, I just came around on country music within the past five. Well, you're from years. New Jersey. Exactly. That's, like, that's not really like your not a hot spot of country music. But yeah, that's not really your being thing. down here for you know ten plus years. I'm dude. I I don't. I think every, I've come around on older country music. I think every concert I ever went to as a kid, um, until probably like 96, 97, was a uh, was a country concert like I would go to my, the first con- concerts I would go to were at rodeos. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I saw fucking George Strait, uh, Tanya Tucker, uh, Randy Travis, Ricky Skaggs. Got my picture made with Ricky Skaggs uh. in 1986. <laughs> dude, that dude was holding me. Yeah. See, I was into hip hop as a kid. I yeah. was in New York, New York rap because you know I grew up so close to Manhattan and whatnot. Um, they had a radio station, Hot 97. It's still extremely popular. Funkmaster Flex. Yeah. So I know that name. Yeah, so like anything, like New York hip-hop is what I grew up on. Like Dipl- the Diplomats, Diplomatic Community 1 and 2, top 10 albums. I remember that was a big, uh, wow, we're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, we got to. But gotta yes, I do want my, I want my son to be in the hardcore because I feel like it's, it gives you a different perspective on life, if that makes sense. I'm trying to get like deep here, but 
No, I got it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It my No, go it's ahead. an it's a it's a it's a positive outlet for anger and depression, but what you're saying, I don't want my kids to have to go through that. I don't I'm you not I'm, saying? I'm not I'm not I'm going like we said last week, this we're kind of going back to a conversation we had last week that we did that we didn't record after we'd already stopped recording our uh, our first kind of demo episode. Um, I don't want to raise angry kids. Angry kids, like I want to. I don't want to ra- raise soft kids, right? See, but I'm what, not is, raising, what is soft? Exactly. Well, what I'm saying is like like my kids. For me, like. You know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like, you know, my childhood, along with a lot of our friends, ourselves, our friend, I think the vast majority of my long-term friends that I've met through punk rock, hardcore, skateboarding, whatever. Shit was rough. Life at home wasn't good. And my life at home, from junior high through all through, all of junior high and all of high school was not good at all. Total fucking nightmare. And so whenever like most of the kids most of the kids in my scene as a as a kid that I grew up in, like, you know, early teens and all through high school, most of those kids I'm not saying their lives were easy. I knew plenty of those kids whose home lives were fucking atrocious for so many different reasons. But and and some the same as mine. But I I reacted or I responded to heavier, angrier music of like retribution, revenge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, when I heard Blood for Blood, Revenge on Society, I was <laughs> Yeah, finally. Like Angry. fucking you're talking you're speaking yeah. my language. And you know, you know, but that was also from growing up in you know an abusive household, uh, addiction, you know, in my in my home, um, all that you know, abandonment issues. You know what I'm saying? Like never met my, exactly. you know, all that never met my know dad. Exactly all that shit. what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? So it makes it makes perfect sense that like that you know that topped on to like living not you know. Not the greatest neighborhood. Not you know, I wouldn't call it a bad neighborhood, but not the greatest neighborhood. And like witnessing crazy ass shit, and you know, I I just it makes sense that I would be drawn to um, that type of music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, when I first heard the Bruisers, Intimidation, the uh, re-recording of, in '97, I think I listened to that every goddamn morning. I, I like I made a mixtape, and I think I listened to that every goddamn morning just to fucking get like the courage to leave my bedroom because because life was my stepdad was a goddamn maniac and uh and my high school was fucking my high school life was a fucking night i didn't have any friends in high school yeah i, I had, had i had one friend few. i had one friend he ended up going to prison uh he's out i mean he's out now <laughs> but but like i had one friend and that music and those shows were an escape for me. Those are the only places I can make friends. Those are the only yeah. places I can meet people that were in any in any shape or form into what I was into, and it's the only place I can meet girls that that I would talk to or whatever. And you know, 
I don't want that for my kids. So I'm going to go. So I, you know, I do Cub Scouts. I do uh, the basketball games, practices. I do the, you know, jiu-jitsu, whatever the fuck they want to do. They, they do it. And I and I make them also do things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no, you don't get to just fucking quit yeah. basketball because you didn't like this practice. You're going. And... That's I didn't have soft. that. You're not- I didn't have that. I didn't have that as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom, my mom was a single mom and had multiple sclerosis. There was only so much she could. You know, think about how fucking tired we get after work and dealing with our kids. Mm-hmm. Imagine being doing it by your fucking self. Plus, you have fucking an autoimmune disease. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, um. So it. It's not that I don't want my kids to like it, because there's plenty of kids that got into hardcore that are not, didn't have that lifestyle, that or that upbringing. You know what I mean? Or didn't have that type of childhood. Rather, like you don't. It's not a necessity, but well, I mean, think think about all like the posse core and straight edge shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like most of those kids, most of those dudes had great fucking upbringings and shit like that. It's just me per like most of my friends did not, um, did not relate to. Madball, in uh, Marauder, Agnostic Front, all that. I'm not saying you have to necessarily relate to every lyric. I'm definitely not saying I relate to every lyric. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not a street dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just saying that that shit really resonated with me far more than the pop punk that was popular like the queers and stuff. all that shit's good all that shit's really awesome I love all those bands but that shit really resonated with me and with my kids I don't I hope that they can my defense mechanism is anger me too you know what I'm saying yep. like I think everybody everybody gets angry but you know what I'm saying like I that's the go to I stay angry you know what I mean I'm always on alert but but not in a good way you know yeah. what I'm saying and it's like I don't if I think everybody's upbringing has a lot to do with their obviously with their personality but also with like their interest and I don't I want my kids to not have anywhere near that that type of shit in their life you know what I'm saying like so, I guess right. that, I guess that's why like I don't. I love hardcore. Hardcore will always be a big part of me. Like I have fucking the agnostic front skinhead boots tattooed on my throat. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, <laughs> like I'm forever. I'm a lifer. I'm forever down. Like I still weekly listen to Warzone. Like I, uh, my wife has agnostic front lyrics tattooed on her feet. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. like this, this will always be are a big part of me but it's not i'm not trying to raise like a continuation of skinheads and hardcore kids i want my kid dude if my if my son my oldest son or youngest son or whatever come to me and they're like you know what all i really like is uh like i fucking hate drake right but when they're teenagers or whatever if my son comes to me he's like dad you know what man i know you like ugk and cool g rap and bun you know a ball MJG blah 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 blah, but I think Drake is one of the greatest lyricists of all time. I'm like <laughs> these fucking kids, but you know what I'm saying? Like 
he's he I want him to be able to relate. I'd much rather my son be able to relate to like songs about being heartbroken than relating to songs about my fucking drunk stepdad Violence slapping me around or my fucking father slapping around my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd much fuck or having a drug addicted father that you never see and he's in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd much fucking rather and I, I, what parent wouldn't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's not some no, noble. That's, that's the way we got into hardcore. I have a specific album that I listen to every day. Um, you know, not to get on the soapbox, but I think when I was this speaks to my age. I'm, I'm only 28. When I was 15, my mom and dad were getting divorced. My dad was a drunk. Um, he there were some words with my mom. They got in a fight, and I had to get. I had to throw my dad out of the house. We got in a fist fight. After that, I remember very clearly putting on "Violence, Violence" from Ceremony. That is one of my favorite albums ever. That album is the reason I got through high school. <laughs> Speaks to my age. It came out in 2005. <laughs> that's so crazy to me. I'm not trying to like make light that of the story. Make light of the story, but it's so crazy to me <laughs> that ceremony. Because I mean, I was already stationed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already uh, in the Navy and stationed. See, I was here. 15. Yeah. That album means more to me than probably any album. It's not what got me into hardcore. It's not one of my first albums, but that album means the goddamn world to me. It got me through high school. It got me shit through fucking shitty times, relationships, depression, dropping out of high school because I wanted to fucking play in hardcore bands, you know, not having any purpose, not having anything to do. The anger, the lyrics on that album, they just just mean the fucking world to me. I don't know if I've... Is that the album there is like Thunder and Lightning or that's a good fucking album. Violence, violence. Bro, I'm gonna have to listen to that tomorrow morning. It just I haven't listened to that album so, in a long time. So angry. And at that point, that's when everybody was into heavy hardcore. That's when everybody was into the gym shorts and the spin kicks and the recons. The recons? Recon. What the recon, recon was a terrible, terrible fucking beatdown metalcore band from two thousand five. I don't yeah, I don't think I've ever. You probably, I've, no, I've heard the name. No, 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 no I've heard the name, uh, but I don't think I know much about him. Yeah, I kind of, um, I kind of turned around on. Uh, I kind of went backwards. I was into obscure, obscure fast shit, like fast hardcore, more obscure shit back when I first got into it, and I've come around on heavy. I guess if you want to call it more mainstream hardcore within the past decade, but I, you know, I've kind of like. My thing is, if you're going to be a heavy hardcore band, I need you to be as ignorant as possible. See, now I'm into that. See, I used see, to think that shit was mad corny. Nah, bro. Like, I used to hate it. Like, unless you're playing fucking super fast riffs, <laughs> I, I hated you. I really don't want to. If you had gauges and gym shorts, I fucking hated you. No, 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 hold on, hold on. But now I'm coming back around. No, 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 hold on, hold on. First of all, you were always correct in hating those people. First of all, I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you should. You shouldn't hate those people. You know, it's like 99 percent of our friends, right? Bro, it's like I fucking love so many of our of so many of those people, but like that fucking whole ear gate. Like I thought, Hoods was corny as fuck until the past. Hoods is one of the greatest fucking bands of all time. I can say I, that I, now. I, I'm gonna I like, say and that's that not, and that's okay for hot take number one. Hot takes. Uh, to all the people that fucking hate on Mikey Hood, Benito, um, and any of the other uh, Hoods, 
uh, most hated skinheads or whatever fucking other thing that was going down in Sacto back in the day. Fuck you forever because Mikey Hood is a goddamn wonderful person. I have not talked. Very nice guy. I've met him at a show. Very nice guy. I have not talked to him or seen him in probably over 10 years. Uh, but that dude bought me a 40 ounce when I was 17. I'll never forget and, it. And helped me and let me fucking dare me to down it in the back of uh, a local venue in Little Rock. And, and Benito fucking definitely got me high for the first time. And I'm not that sure. I'm not, well, I'm, not very sure, I'm not sure it was just weed. But, it was like, <laughs> but, but no, listen. Hoods taps into... Hoods is a fun fucking band. But they're also like... It's just raw rage. You know what See, I'm saying? I, like his lyrics, like hardcore lyrics, like you're not – trust me. Lyrics are a very important part of hardcore, I've, without a doubt. The lyrics need to be meaningful. They need to be – you need to relate to them to some degree. But at the same fucking time, there's also this huge space for fuck, for fun, Yeah. right? And also just blind fucking like – dude, what is most of our fr- friends – favorite hatebreed song of all time. It's probably the worst fucking song they have. Well, I haven't listened to the last three hours, but Destroy Everything. It's so goddamn simple. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. But, like, I, dude, I love Hoods. And I think everything, I, my favorite album of theirs is Pray for Death and uh, The King is Dead because Ben was still in the band. (laughs) Um, I, but I think the shit that, with Mikey on the vocals is good too. Like I fuck with it. I like it a lot. And Mikey is a legit historian of hardcore. Legit historian. I I remember buying um clearly a bootlegged uh judge lawn sleeve shirt with the the schism magazine or, or whatever. Or skin, schism fanzine fanzine, I think it was. And I went to see him at the uh, caravan in Memphis in like 03, maybe 04. And he talked to me in a gas station because he was buying 40 ounces. And he, t- he invited me. Direct quote. You want to come over with me and park a lot of pit for a while? <laughs> Like he said, it way cooler than that. But like, Absolutely. he was like, he was like, you want to go do some, do some parking lot pimping with me for a little bit? I was like, fuck yes, dude. Cool. He was like, I I, it was my birthday too or something. He was like, yo, I got you in the show, and he got me in the show, and like gave me like two free t shirts. And uh, <sighs> but it, dude, hoods like people fucking not knock, knock on these bands that are just, for, just they're fucking fun. And I, I'm gonna defend their lyrics too, like their lyrics. Yes, are they fucking, you know, knuckle dragging ignorance? But god damn it, the band's name is Hoods. What the fuck do you See, expect? That, that's what I'm saying. In the past eight to ten years, I've completely 180'd my thought process on that, and I'm that's what I'm into, bro. I I'll listen to Shattered Realm once a week. That shit. Those lyrics make no fucking sense. No, not at all. But it's fucking <laughs> hard, and you that just want to. Fucking hit something. Those lyrics make no sense. No, uh, but I, I was, you know how everybody. I got a funny ass story about you know how you know how everybody af, most late twenties, thirty year old hardcore kids are into like weird obscure metal now. You know that's that's one of the outlets after hardcore. There's you know uh, tattoo artist Barber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great path. <laughs> Motorcycle club. <laughs> Biker, drug addict, uh, 
I mean, you're kind or of just, you ca- I'm kind of kind of dead on. Or I mean, you can go anywhere in life. <laughs> yeah, but but post hardcore, there's there's a couple branches. Cocaine addict. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing everybody under the bus tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're just gonna or, we're just gonna pretend I don't remember what. <laughs> Or where, hold where, on, hold on, me, no, no, rewind. We need to get, let me bring this. Let me bring this back around. Because your wedding was wild. Bro, I completely fall into one of those. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I definitely fall into the one of the first ones. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or the last one, obscure metal, obscure metal dude. I mean, so yeah, for sure. I, I, when I when I got into hardcore, I hated everything about the cool guy tough guy hardcore thing so i listened to obscure bands back then i listened to the fast obscure bands but there was definitely a you know there was a scene for it there was a lot of people that were into it but uh you know i in the mm-hmm. last eight to ten years i've come around on the ignorant heavier hardcore shit when you when you started going to shows not in New Jersey, but when you first started going to shows here in Florida, was were the shows mixed in the sense that like you might have a straight up hardcore band, yeah, and like a punk band and an emo band, or some weird ass like even like folk punk shit. Yeah, there was mixtures because there was you know the locals that were right because that mainstays because that's that's how the scene was I grew up in. Like you never just went to a straight hardcore show yeah like you never it was there was maybe like one or two hardcore bands or or, or, or whatever that like like i was in a band that was when i was in high school that we were we were we were all over the place but, but i would say we probably fell more in line with like the dc discord really mm-hmm. hardcore era and then our the band that we love to play with the most was this band uh gut feeling that was Straight up rancid worship in a good way. I say that in a good way. You know, this is the nineties. <laughs> this is like nineties, early two thousands. Crazy like, time. <laughs> like they were the only, they were the dudes that like they're from another town and they're from a smaller town called Conway, and uh, they were the dudes that you would see at the. I, I met them at Agnostic Front when they played in Little Rock or whatever. But they but they were a completely different sound than us. They're also really good musicians. We were not, but they were fucking really good. Um, and then you had this band, Thirty, that was just straight up like, probably like more like more in line with like Jawbreaker or whatever. Okay. And you had, <clears throat> and that was the entirety of the Central Arkansas scene and the Little Rock scene, and um, and I think that's how probably that's how Memphis was too for a long time, and those shows were awesome because. It made me an overall fan. I mean, I was definitely in my teens. I was definitely like standoff. She was like, tired, tired of playing with these fucking emo bands, which was such a fucking dumbass way. Yeah, no, nah, kid. Looking back, because those bands were so stupid. fucking good, so fucking good. Um, but, I was trying to hate on the things that were for, yeah, popular and hardcore. Yeah, but like, I, well, going back to like ignorant hardcore, like, bro. And when I say this, this is not a stab at any fucking band, so don't get your, don't get fucking pissed off. But goddamn it, dude, Forty Five st- Stainless, that band is fun as fuck. That's ignorant as shit. That's like, 
fucking like the perfection of ignorance. They're they're along the lines of like Cold of Life, like like not quite Pit Boss two thousand, but oh yeah, I, I wear a Cold as I, I wear a One Life Crew shirt at least once a week. Roll that fit. Yeah, can we? Okay, All yeah. Right. Now we're getting into some good territory. <laughs> Bro, like that's a that's a hot topic, man. Like I love One Life Crew, and I like I fuck with Pit Boss Two Thousand too. I uh, <laughs> there's certain people I don't say that in front of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no, I mean like I, I've ever I've heard nothing but horrible things about those people. <laughs> oh yeah, but, I can uh, separate the music from the people all day. I I usually can't, to be perfectly oh, honest. Yeah? yeah, I usually can't. But, um, like, there's one band in particular where uh, a dude is apparently, well, he's not apparently, he is a convicted uh, um, pedophile. Different story there. But, like, uh, yeah, but a lot of people, they're like, dude, so many people have told me, like, oh, that's not how it was, dude. She, he thought she was older. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I was like. I was like, mm-mm, I don't know, man. Like, you're not talking to an idiot. Like, oh, I'm an idiot. But, like, you're not, like, I, but I know how to use Google. <laughs> I can but, use the internet. But, uh, yeah, I don't fuck with, I don't. Was this pre, were they pre-Me Too'd? Yeah, I mean, this has been, like, known for a long time. You want another beer? Yeah. All right. Tell the people something nice. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, what were you saying about, uh, getting into, like, Oh, faster shit, faster shit, more obscure hardcore shit. That's um, that's what I was into when I was younger. Cause I, I guess you know I was trying to rebel against mainstream hardcore, which is just dumb. Being a dumb fucking kid. But then within the past ten, eight years, I've come completely back around on it, and I fucking <clears throat> I love the ignorant shit. Don't know how I ever hated on it. Do you ever listen to uh, Like It or Not Crew, Lion Crew? Yeah, 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 yeah. They came out with a, I that shit. That shit came out a long time ago, and then they just put it on. Well, no, no, no. They re, they did a whole lot of new, they did new stuff. It's like it's all new stuff. Okay, because I, I mean, it came out. I think I think it got released. Or at least it got released on iTunes in 2019. Yeah, that but, the EP that's on that's online right now is one. It's fucking great. But apparently, a lot of those songs were. I saw a video of them doing them live in like 2012. Oh, maybe maybe. maybe well, okay. So I remember them. I. I feel like I remember them coming out. It's the guitar out. player from Terror. Yeah, it's... Dude uh, from Donnybrook. Uh, yeah, yeah, It's Mar- uh, Mark... I think you say... I think it's Mark... It's not Martin. It's Martin. Mm. Um, But yeah, he did a... God damn. I want to say their first shit came out in 05, but I could be way fucking... Well, first of all, how fucking crazy is it that the last Donnybrook album came out in 2010? Really? And that's the new one. That Like, I literally... I was like, fuck, man, I... With the hockey player on the front? No, that's uh the Beast Inside is the, is the most recent one. Mm. I'm terrible at names. Dude, that album's good. That's a good fucking album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, just to go back, like, yeah, I just don't. If my I if my kid, I don't give a fuck what my kid. I want my kid to just be himself, and the same with my both of my sons. Like, I just be yourself. Like, I, I as long as you can, as long as I'm raising these two boys to be self-sufficient and the type of men that will hold themselves accountable and be men of their word. 
That, that's all I give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck. Like, dude, if my kid, my kid could come tell me, you know, I'm super into techno or I'm super into, I don't even fuck. Dad, I don't even fucking like music. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just like, I, whatever. Like, I don't, that's fine. Because for me, you know, my release, hardcore shows, as much as hardcore was in, in Oi and the skinhead scene and everything was good for me, it was also pretty got pretty fucking bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I made a lot of bad decisions and a lot of, now a lot of it's, a lot of it is youth too, but like, I made a lot of bad decisions and a lot of my, <laughs> a lot of my good friends back, <laughs> back where I'm originally from, you know, kind of like, maybe didn't say like, hey buddy, maybe don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, do it. <laughs> Show them what's up. And, uh. But but I think that's I I don't think that matters whether you're in a hardcore or anything. I think you just when you're a kid, you're you're a fucking dumb kid, and your friends are dumb kids, and you make dumb kid decisions. But uh, but but unfortunately, hardcore influenced in hardcore. You're gonna meet a lot of fucking forty or fifty something year old dumbass kids <laughs> that are gonna you're gonna be like either you're gonna be like. Oh fuck! All right, well, I like your records, but uh, <laughs> or you're like I just want to be just like you, and yeah. I fall. I I'd rather fall on the other end of that, you know. Um, but anyways, so we've covered that. Oh fuck! Yeah, WrestleMania, Wrestle, oh. WrestleMania, WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, so for those that don't know, I mean, most people probably listen to us are like friends because we're going to be sending it to our friends. And uh, but Chris is a huge wrestling fan. I'm a I'm a pretty big wrestling fan too. But you stay. I'm a fucking. You stay nerd. dedicated. You I'll stay watch dedicated. Raw, Raw on Mondays, <laughs> AEW on Wednesdays. I'll watch WWE NXT if I you know got the recording. I'll, I might skim over it Thursday. SmackDown on Fridays. And then I got the network, so I'm usually watching old matches that I was too poor to afford as a child. Pay-per-views that my mom couldn't pay for. I watched 1996 WCW Bash at the Beach when NWO formed the other day on the network. Yeah, That's a good one. Fantastic. But this WrestleMania, since the quarantine, they had to do it with no crowd. They've been doing Raw and SmackDown. And all the other shows with no crowd at the performance center, and it's 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 been boring because you know they feed off the crowd. You need you need the energy, so it's been rough to watch. But I feel like WrestleMania they did they did two nights. They separated into two nights instead of you having to sit there for six seven hours. So wait, WrestleMania was like Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> three hours apiece. Okay. So a normal Raw is 7 to 10, 3 hours, or 8 to 11, I don't know, whatever the hell time it is. So this this was 7 to like 10, 10.30, both nights, so it was nice to break it up. And I think they did it, they did it real well. They did a lot of matches, not a lot, a few matches outside of not in the ring, you know, like shot... Um, Night one, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. They did it. It was a graveyard match. They did it in somebody's backyard in Central Florida with a fog machine, and they put a couple headstones up, had a backloader to dig a grave. 
Steve said it. Steve said it best. He said it looked like a B-rate horror movie. Steve watched it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, he we was texting me about it. We gotta get Steve on we'll here. We'll we'll get all our yeah. friends with kids. So he said it was. It looked like a B-rate movie. I, I was through the roof excited about it. That's I awesome. thought it was that fucking sounds awesome. great. Yeah, it was great. You know, because that's the best they could do with no no crowd and whatnot. You're not gonna have Undertaker come out with the music, do the entrance to no crowd. But they brought back the American Badass, uh, you know, theme. Came into a Metallica song on his motorcycle. What? Yeah, it was fun. Did he grow sick. his hair back out? Oh yeah, Taker's got. Oh, Taker's got hair. that's the best Taker, dude. Yeah, that's the best Taker. So they did the whole Kid Rock intro. No, it was a Metallica song. Oh, fuck. What's the Metallica song? No idea. Well, okay. First of all, this is totally off topic. We don't need to continue the continuation. We don't need to continue talking about what I'm about to mention. But fucking hot take number two. Kid Rock's Bawa Daba is a goddamn banger, and if you disagree, fuck you forever. All right. If you don't like Kid Rock, fuck you. <laughs> Two songs. <laughs> Fucking I am the. You're telling me you don't like Cowboy? Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Uh, man, Rest got, my fucking case. There's a huge possibility I got my first fucking uh, <laughs> blowjay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking with that shit on the fucking radio on wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, Magic wait. 105 in <laughs> Little Rock, Arkansas. Was it was it Ba with the Ba? Because um, if you tell me you got your first. No, it was. Uh, they actually, actually, you know what? I think it was Bull God. Mm. I'm Bull God. When did that come out? Fuck, I don't know. I think, I think I, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, No, yeah, it was yeah, to be yeah, earlier than that. It had to have been 99. Yeah. I'm hey, just I don't, saying, if you got, if you, if you got a little <laughs> action to buy with the bar. <laughs> well, I definitely, I'll tell you this, I definitely didn't get any action listening to Earth Crisis in 98. Exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe some cuddles listening to fucking, uh... Uh, I don't like baby gopal or whatever. Fucking <laughs> oh, that's some old man shit right there. Yeah. Old man Cole. <laughs> All right, go on. WrestleMania. Um, Undertaker. He's my favorite. I have an Undertaker tattoo on the side of my head. Kind of a big fan. Um, you know that match. I I thought it was awesome. Loved it. Um, the rest of them with no crowd. They kind of yeah. They they did all right. Um, the night two, night two, they had a match, uh, with the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. That shit was crazy. It was a Funhouse Fiend, whatever his gimmick is, Funhouse Fiend, uh, match, and that was filmed outside, like, it was, so it wasn't done in the ring. This is Bray Wyatt and who? John Cena. Oh, he's, oh, he's back wrestling. Uh, I, it wasn't much wrestling. It was you, you just you have to watch got, it. I got you to understand it. You have to watch it. But John Cena lost. I guess uh, it was nuts. People are talking about it. I thought it was great. A lot of people thought it was corny. I'm a WWE stand, so I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. But other than that, uh, I mean, they're doing they're doing the best they can in this uncharted yeah they had randy randy orton and edge um they had a edge is back bro edge came back at at royal rumble when's when's royal rumble royal rumble was fuck i don't i don't know what day it is months ago it was a few months ago edge came back he unretired 
Uh, Didn't he have to retire because his neck yeah, was fucking his neck, broken? Yeah, neck injuries, yeah. Jesus Christ. His last... He must be out of mind. His last match was WrestleMania... 06, maybe? No, it wasn't that long ago. No, 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 because... No, 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 he retired. He retired uh, in, like, 2012 or 2013 because yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, like, was fresh out of the Navy. Yeah. So the Rated R Superstar's back, and him and Randy Orton had a, a feud. Is his so hair they, long again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they they started in the ring and just went through the entire performance center, just through the back. It looked like they were fighting in a goddamn Home Depot, just plywood and ladders, and That's cool. it was it was a good match. Um, it was a last man standing match. That was done really well. Is is uh this isn't WWE, but is what is it AEW? Yeah, all the rest. Have they still been putting out their TNT episodes? Yeah, with oh, yeah. Shit, every, everyone's with, the, with no audience and shit like no that. No audience. I tell you what, man. I haven't watched. I've all, I've watched. I think I watched up to like, and and out of order and not when they first came out. But I think I watched the first five episodes of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Is that what's called Dynamite? Yeah. A- it, yeah. AEW Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That shit is fucking awesome. Oh, it's great. I I I gave up on WWE. A few years ago. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I don't like any of the new fucking superstars or whatever they call them. I don't like. Um, it's not that I don't like them. I don't like. Like. What, oh, the Shield, right? What was the dude from The Shield? He's John Moxley now. But what was it? Uh, Dean Ambrose. Bro. When he came back. As Moxley in AEW. God damn it. Sick. Dude, when he went to fucking New Japan. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Bullet Club. Fucking all that shit. Well, most of the Bullet Club dudes are in AEW. Exactly. But like, like, I, that to me, that's wrestling. That's like, I I understand. I'm not going to question any fucking billionaires or whatever fucking business plan. I'm just saying as a fucking fan, AEW all day. Ring of Honor is fucking awesome. It's been awesome for a long time. I just can't watch it. It's not on TV. It's hard to find. It's like you gotta find it. There's an app on Roku like Fight TV. Yeah. Bro, the singer of God's Hate, he's a... Dude, dude. Brody King. He's a wrestler. Bro, fucking Andy from Every Time I Die. He's He's on fucking AEW. He's the butcher. Yeah. And he's fucking amazing. He's the butcher. Um, Another another big wrestler that he finally got, I guess, put over uh, in WrestleMania, Aleister Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's, he's a, a hardcore kid from he's uh, in, uh, Holland. He has incendiary does his uh, intro song. He's or, from Holland. Yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> the haircut you say. I don't fuck with that haircut. Dude. The haircut's uh, fucking wrack. It's a rough shit, haircut. Dude. It's like, come on, man. It's a rough haircut. But he's a fucking hardcore kid. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> that yeah, so did the, so was seeing punk apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dork. <laughs> CM Punk was definitely corny. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, was not a fan of him. Yeah, but like, uh, uh, wrestling. You know what? We need to have when all this shit gets. We'll talk about this offline, but like, we need to have on Fight TV. They have you can order pay per views, and they're relatively cheap. But uh, Josh Barnett, you know who Josh Barnett is. Mm. All right, so Josh Barnett, I'm. Sure, a few people that are actually going to listen to this might know. Josh Barnett is uh, was UFC's youngest heavyweight champion ever. He's a pride fighting. I think he was a pride fighting champion. Uh, he beat the fuck out of Randy Couture. 
he beat the fuck out of a lot of people. Roy Nelson. Uh, he's fucked up a lot of people, basically. <laughs> like, but he's um a huge metalhead. But he's also a New Japan pro wrestler. And he started his own... Um, Produ- wrestling production, comp- whatever the uh, what's what are they usually called? Like, what's the official names they give them? Like, just a wrestling fr- faction, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, it's called Bloodsport. They've done two. They do. I think they do it annually, and it's usually a WrestleMania weekend. I don't think they did it this year because of all the Corona shit. But uh, there's no rain. I mean, there's rain. There's no ropes. Oh, it's completely open, like Kumite style shit. Right, like blood sport, like legit Van Dam blood sport. Uh, Andy Williams was on that shit one year. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., British Bulldog son, he was on there. Um, but it's all old school, straight up, you know, carnival catch wrestling. Like it's professional wrestling, like you know. But these dudes are doing straight up old school wrestling. There's no high flying crazy shit, which I, I like that shit. Don't get me wrong. But it is pretty fucking cool to see these guys go into all these crazy old school wrestling locks. Oh, and okay. shit, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Of, it's really. See, cool. when you say blood sport, I'm thinking like hardcore matches, like ECW shit, like tags no, oh, and yeah, glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean blood. Yeah, it's not like that. Um, which that ECW obviously is fucking. Sick. Phenomenal. Uh, God damn. Miss those days. Um, fuck. I'm sorry. I interrupted and kind of went off the tangent there. What were you saying? <laughs> WrestleMania was good. This is going to happen a lot in this <laughs> podcast. No, WrestleMania, for what they had to do, was. I thought it was done well. I mean, there's no, there's no other live sports. Yeah. There's nothing else. I said Vince should have postponed it. Because it's like, you know, a lot of the shit you had. A lot of the shit you wanted to see done in a big stadium, you know? Yeah. One of my my, my favorite storyline of WWE over the past few months has been Otis. Otis is half of heavy machinery, right? Tag team. They, they're they blue, collar, blue collar solid. All their moves are, you know, named after construction stuff. His finisher is the Caterpillar. <laughs> where this awesome. fucking 400, 350-pound, 400-pound, 5'10", little fucking... Bulldog of a man does the worm and then power drops onto you. That's his finisher. He um, he's been obsessed with uh, Mandy Rose, who her nickname is God's Greatest Creation. She's a fucking smoke show. So hot, <laughs> dude. I my wife, my even, wife knows, so I can say that. I don't know who. Any yeah, Mandy are. Rose, blonde, fucking. I don't fuck with blondes. Yeah, they're not my favorite, but she's she's super attractive, super out of this guy's league, right? And uh, he's uh, he's been he's been creeping on her, and then at Royal Rumble, wait, the dude from uh, Heavy Machinery, yeah, Otis, is he the one? Oh shit, wait, I follow that dude on Instagram. You should, it's great, dude. Is he the one? Is he is he not really dating that chick in real life? Or is that a whole gimmick? I mean, it's 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 kayfabe, but because I've legit been like, man, that is an ugly motherfucker with a hot ass dive. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I fucking dude. love that dude, Otis. So, oh, y'all can't. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Otis. Otis was at Royal Rumble. Uh, Mandy Rose got thrown out of the ring, and he was just laying laying on the floor and caught her. 
so she didn't get eliminated. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking hilarious. Dude, that's And awesome. so I, somehow he ended up working. Um, he saved her in a couple matches. He ended up working he, a date for Valentine's Day out with her. And uh, he's he's all getting ready. He's slicking his hair back. And uh, fucking Dolph Ziggler. Fucking scumbag. I like Dolph Ziggler. He's a fucking scumbag. He can make he can put people over. He can make people hate him. Yeah, I think he's a great fucking he's he, he's, he's got a good heel. He should have been it bums me out he's not a bigger star than he is. He's a good heel. He's I but you know what, man? He could be I and it's not just because of his hair. It's not at all. It has absolutely nothing to do with his hair, to be perfectly honest. And anybody that doesn't pay attention to wrestling is like, what the fuck are you talking about his hair? But the connection to um, oh, Ric Flair. Oh, okay. I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, his connection to Ric Flair with it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the, his his whole demeanor and everything. But like his, uh, I love every everything about him. One, I love the fact that he's like a legit wrestler. Like he's a legit amateur collegiate wrestler. Like I think he's got a couple of like records. Like oh, he's no. like fuck. Like he's he's the shit. <laughs> um. But I love his whole. I've always loved his shtick, whether it, whether he was a heel or a face, everything. But I I much prefer him as a heel. Just like I never want Jericho to be a fucking face. Jericho as a heel, so great, dude. Le champion, le, le champion. <laughs> dude. This whole new the this bubbly whole, shit. I God love damn it, dude. He's awesome. I love He's it. even got the old man gut, and he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Like I love that shit. Oh. But uh, but yeah, Ziggler Ziggler um, swooped into this date that Otis was supposed to have. Way too much rum in it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> With orange bubbly, Bro, dude, which is just sparkling sparkling dis- water and rum. Disgusting. It's some real old man shit. Oh my god, we got to get out of quarantine. I need to go to a real bar. <laughs> like, like, Ralph, buddy, flies tight. Needs to get back open. They're serving dinner now, though. You really? Pick up. Yeah, you can do pick up. Anyways, what uh, talking about the match. Ziggler, all right. Ziggler swoops in. Uh, you know, sends some texts on uh, Mandy's phone. Blah blah. blah whatever. You, you gotta fucking watch it. So they had him. Ziggler ended up ends up dating Mandy Rose. Otis has his heart broken. Lovable oaf. And uh, so they had a match at WrestleMania. They fight. Uh, Ziggler kicks Otis in the fucking nuts. Cheap shot. Mandy Rose comes out. Beats up Sony Deville, hits Ziggler in the nuts, and uh, you know Otis gets the girl. Typical story. I mean, we we all called it. It was exactly what was going to happen. But you love to see it. Uh, you love to see it. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, that's awesome that they're still doing it, man. I mean, I I'm assuming that. I don't know what I don't know what goes in the ins and outs of like a huge fucking business like that. But like what people sure a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> what a lot of like a lot of casual fans don't realize is like those house shows are their bread and butter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're constantly on tour. Like I remember when we the first time me and Lacey went to like I'd gone to like small um NWA wrestling shows when I was a kid. You know, and probably some other uh, promotions that I don't I don't remember the names or anything when growing up in Arkansas, but like no. fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but uh 
you know, the first time we went to go see WWE, just me, me and Lacey, we had like row, like floor seats, and it, but it was a Saturday. It was their, you know, just their superstar in your house. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not, not in, your, in house. your house. Just a, a house show. Yeah, just a house yeah. show, and like no, no cameras, no nothing. And uh, I was, I was assuming it was going to be all like B, C, and D squad yeah. wrestlers, right? Wrong. Fucking Randy Orton wrestled that night. Oh shit. John Cena, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, God damn! What was that kid's name? What was that one dude's name? Uh, his dad was the DiBiase, uh, the million, million, dollar, million dollar, man. dollar man's son. His his son wrestled. Uh, like all the famous guys wrestled, and it was just like kind of an eye opener of like, God damn! Like that's they're doing shows constantly. Like, nonstop. Like, you knew, like, every Monday or Thursday. Or, you know, they had Raw, SmackDown, and Nitro you had. Or WW, WCW had Nitro and uh, Thunder. But before that, you also had Saturday Night or whatever. You know, those dudes are always on the fucking road. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some fucking chick from... This is before my time, before moving moving to Jacksonville, I think. But, the, like, or before I... I hadn't been here long, and she, this chick moved to Tampa, I think. But there's this chick that was from Jacksonville, like hardcore chick or whatever. And uh, I think she's a tattoo artist too. But she, uh, no, she's a nurse. She's a fucking nurse. She uh, she moved down to Tampa and got like an MMA and then became a professional wrestler. Really? Yeah. Like, dude, we got to ask Steve about her. Because she, uh, she's, she's about it. <laughs> she's like, okay. she's like, I, like, he showed me her Instagram one time and I was like, fuck. This is awesome, you know. Uh, and again, more hardcore than CM Punk. But oi, oi. <laughs> I don't find, dude. I, I sound like yeah, such it was a, a, it was a corny gimmick. I sound like such a. I mean, he's legit who he is or whatever. But it's just he's an easy guy not to like. Like, cause I, I used to listen to uh, um, the Art of Wrestling podcast a lot with uh, God damn, what's that dude's name? Got me. Fuck, I'm gonna have to look it up. But anyways, um, how how are your how is your daughter holding up with the separation from her classmates and friends? She uh, it's 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 hard to say. It's kind of weird. She can be an introvert at times. You know, she likes. Stay in her room, play on her tablet and stuff like that. Because, you know, my age range and stuff, you know, it's it's a lot of our – a lot of our friends don't have kids yet or, you know, uh, don't have their kids all the time like I do. So it's kind of hard to get get her with other, other kids her age or other friends. So she – um, you know, she's, she's used to – Playing by herself, playing alone. So she's doing all right. I feel she's getting way bored though. She won't won't sleep at night. Yeah, because you know it's hard to get. How are you gonna get her energy out? I used to take her to the park, let her play, let her run around. But you know, can't do that. I will walk the dog around the block, stuff like that. But can't really get her energy out. You know, Everett's Everett's had a Everett had a pretty rough time last week. Um, like. 
We're taking we're taking Waylon out of daycare during all this. Uh, I think starting next week, um, we would probably take him out. We would have already taken him out, but with Lacey, Lacey is considered an essential worker, but she's unemployed. Mm-hmm. But we have to. You can't just take your. For those that don't have kids, hopefully everybody listening does have kids, and hopefully everybody listening isn't a deadbeat dad. And uh, actually knows how much fucking childcare costs and how that shit works. But you don't get to just one day say, hey, I'm taking my kid out of childcare. There's a contract. You have to give him with, with the one he's in right now. It's a two-week notice. And so it's cheaper just to give him the notice and say he'll go he'll go until, you know. Until two weeks. Yeah. Up, yep. So, uh, but Everett was having a really hard time with it. Like, he... So you got a lot of friends at school or whatnot? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and Everett, Everett is a very kind and loving child. Yeah. Like, he, like, to the point where sometimes it makes me, which is sad, but it makes me kind of, oh, God, don't get, you don't got to give, you don't got to give all your friends a damn hug. But, like, that's, but he's a, he's a fucking child. He's seven. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he loves his friends. And, um... And he should, god damn it. Like, because when I think about it, like, like some of the hardest, scariest dudes that we know that we're friends with, like, for instance, John, Big John. Every time I see him, I've known him for over 10 years now. Every time I see him, I just instinctively go to shake his hand and he just slaps it away, gives me a hug, and like a real hug. You know what I'm saying? And. When I, we say goodbye to each other, it's never like, hey, see you later. Love your brother. It's like, love you. Like, like yeah. he, he says all three, I love you. And and that's how that's how Big Ryan is. That's how, like, that's how Steve is. Like, all of our friends. And, um, but it's just, I don't know. I guess it's weird. Like, sometimes I look at the other dads and I'm like, I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. I never say anything, and I and I keep it. I put on, I guess, a poker face for it or whatever. Because it, because because then I realize like it doesn't bother me that my son's doing that. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. My son loves his friends, but I think because of the like the area of town I live in and the the most of the other dads at the school, like they don't understand that. I don't know, man. It's just a different. I don't. It's kind of a brotherhood thing. I'm. Yeah. It's with, like. Here's, I don't know. P- like, PSA. I don't feel like I tell really, your bros you love them. Yes. Oh, 100 percent, dude. If you got to tell fucking, your bros you love them. Dude, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is gonna run long because this this is totally over, well over a year ago, and I have make it made a valiant effort not to get involved in this stupid ass shit that is political arguments on uh, the internet. But I definitely did get into one with um, a friend of a friend. But she was asking me all this shit. Just like we were talking about toxic masculinity, because I don't think mm-hmm. it exists. I don't think I don't think it exists. I think tox. I think it's tox- toxic toxic masculinity. Because think about any of the dudes. We're gonna get some hate mail on this. <laughs> we're gonna if anybody listens, but yeah, the three people. That but listen. like, but everybody that I've like, oh, this is gonna sound bad. But most of the dudes that we know, right, or know of. Mm-hmm. No matter what they're, in, no matter how we know them, that because sadly I know of a couple of dudes in the thirty six years of me being alive, I know of a few dudes 
that I have known or have crossed path with, paths with that are sexual predators, right? Like, took advantage of women, yeah. raped them, whatever, yeah. 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 right? Across the fucking board, there was no toxic masculinity going on with those motherfuckers. Mm. They were creepy-ass little shits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I just remember this chick asking me, like, well... And everybody that you've known through the military or jiu-jitsu or anything, have y'all ever, like, have they ever seen you cry? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Have you ever opened up to him about your relationship? Yeah. Yeah. All the, most of the time. Yeah. 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 Have you ever, uh, you know, God, God knows what. I was just like, what the fuck? What kind of guys were you raised around? Like... I don't know anybody that that fits that stereotype. I'm sure they exist, but I I personally don't know anybody that fits that stereotype. That's like, uh, hey man, I don't want to hear about your feelings, okay, fag? Like I don't know yeah. that. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't know that dude. Like I've I've any and and, and I would say like I uh, my friends are friends. There are mutual friends. Our friends ra- fall anywhere between. You know, ex-cons, felons, construction workers, skilled labor union members, combat vets, you know, wild-ass nut jobs. And I have had deep and meaningful conversations with the vast majority of these dudes about kids. Wives, life decisions, career choices. You know, um, my girlfriend broke up with me. I love her. My baby mama won't let me see the kid. I can't afford, you know, whatever the fucking thing is. And sometimes it's the dude's fault. I'm not trying to like play like on this some kind of like men's rights victim shit. But like some of our friends are, don't make good goddamn decisions. But one thing I can say for sure is. They are open. We we have meaningful and open conversations about life. So I, I don't yeah, know. I, the that's way off the fucking topic. The toxic, toxic masculinity thing. I do feel like is dead. But you're not gonna you're not gonna put on. You're not gonna open up to people you don't know. Yeah. Hold on. I gotta take a piss break. I gotta smoke. <laughs> All right. Uh, so after we got done with the uh, piss and smoke break. Uh, we rambled on super long, and um, a lot of it didn't make sense. <laughs> so um, this is our first episode. Um, we're kind of approaching this as like the first time you started a punk rock band. You don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of going for it and pushing record. Um, future episodes hopefully will not be this long and will be more structured. Um, I'm going to try to have this thing up as soon as possible. Um, until then, you know, follow us on Instagram. Um, we'll be posting like little clippets of, uh, dumb conversations we've had. Um, and also, you know, if you have, if you have any bands you want us to talk about or check out or review or listen to, or if there's topics about fatherhood, relationships, uh, punk rock, hardcore skinhead stuff, you know, hit us up. Um, we're kind of just, we usually do this after, uh, Chris gets off work and we're exhausted and, um, I pour really strong, uh, drinks. So, Hopefully, as time goes on, this will get um, a little bit smoother. But until then, uh, have a great week, 
um, enjoy spending time with your family, listen to some loud, aggressive music, um, and stay up. <laughs>